down and dunk. This is Lee Dort, and I'm down to Dort. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. Hey, this is Kenny Hustle, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Poku, and I'm down to dunk. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these? I'm going to share with my team, but I'm a hog most Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. We've been gone for a week. Oh, it feels good to be back. feels so good to be back. Uh, while I was gone, apparently we're now working for the New York Times, which is just its a wild thing to find out on vacation. But uh, with me, as always, on Mondays is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Well, um, I went to ski a lot in the... In the past week, so I'm extremely happy, <laughs> and I'm ready to to get back though to basketball. I I said to myself, well, you, like you don't have to watch games, you don't have to get up extremely early to do that. But then, some like deep in my soul said, no, oh, the games I are know. there, and I have to watch them. So I I kind of missed just like a couple of minutes here and there because I didn't have time to finish one game. But for the rest. You can't really tune out from this team. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it either, especially the Giddy triple-double game, which, you know, I missed so much. I missed a trade. I missed the Giddy triple-double. I feel like I missed everything. It was just funny because those are things that I'm, like, waiting for, obviously. like, And you're always waiting for a trade, especially when Sam Presti is the general manager of the team you cover. And then also, like, the Giddy triple-double was going to happen. It just was. And you had yeah. everybody had their tweets loaded with he's going to be the, the youngest player in the history of the NBA to get a triple double, all that stuff. And, you know, he does it while, while I'm gone, which is fine. It's great. Good for him. And it's just, it's cool. One that like Oklahoma City has these, all these triple double records, which is just so mm-hmm. funny, you know, just that this little tiny city in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, has the triple double records for the history of the NBA. It's incredible. They so, should so brand this somehow. They I should know. Part of my tweet was that Oklahoma city is the triple double capital of the world. I mean, it yeah. really is. Yeah. They need, they need to do some kind of branding with it. I agree there, there's a, there's a lost opportunity there. One lost opportunity with the giant Dort stuff. And then another lost yeah. opportunity here with the triple double nation or whatever you want to call it. I don't care. You come up with it, but you've, you've got to use it somehow. You've got to use it, Thunder. Do you think that they are afraid to put favors in any kind of merchandise slash coverage slash something because he's so bad? I just don't care. I just don't. I, I, I wouldn't care because it's not about that. It's only about that he looks like Giant Dort. You're yeah. right. I mean, the campaign dancing was the thing, even if he was yeah. terrible. Yes, it's it's a huge missed opportunity. It is, uh, but it's just it's cool to see stylistically how the triple doubles were achieved because it's mm-hmm. so different. I mean, Russell Westbrook is this Ferrari that you you just take a cinder block and you just drop it on the gas pedal. And that's how he got his triple doubles. It was just pedal to the metal, driving, throwing these bullet passes to the corners, rebounding like a madman, pushing everybody out of the way. Giddy 
is just so different. Can I stop you for a second? Yeah. I think that here, our friendship is gone. Why? How dare you? What? How dare you saying Ferrari near Westbrook? Like Ferrari is elegance. It is finesse. It is <laughs> the most beautiful car in the world. I know, but at Russell Westbrook... By the way, he's a truck. Like he's he, uh, he is a he's a beautiful man. He's a beautiful, beautiful man. But I'm saying it's he's not refined. What would you what would you say Basketball it is? wise? What would you say? Basketball wise. Well, I know, but I'm saying like nothing can be refined if you just drop a cinder block on the on the gas pedal. No, no yes. And then yes. you have no control. That's what I'm saying. That's not there's nothing beautiful or finesse about that. It's just like just power. So just, driving something that is that could be really elegant and fine in a in a very improper way could be. that I can get by could okay. be okay. You, but all you do you you get in you take the wheel and you don't get to do anything else you're just going I see then then I forgive you okay uh, almost oh, it's okay you can be mad at me uh, and then and then Josh is just I don't know what the the vehicle equivalent of of Josh would be like a like a hot air balloon. You know, I don't know <laughs> where it's just like, but a fancy one. Yeah. Or like a drone. I don't know. Uh, me neither, but he's, he, he, it is different. Um, to be honest with you, I rewatch all the assists. A Chrysler Pacifica. <laughs> That's good. Is this a, uh, it's like a, a van? van? Yeah. 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 No, come on. Um, most of the assists, not most, but at least four or five assists were like bad, bad assists. Yeah. Like the one where you pass the ball, the guy takes two dribbles, makes a move and somehow lays, lays it up. But yeah. um, even with that, I mean, it is, it is different. It's um, different. He's like, he's like magic, a magic carpet, you know, the way that he yeah. dishes the ball out and just kind of snakes through. I mean, he and Shay aren't too, too dissimilar with their pace of play. Um, you know, his rebounding is tremendous. A lot of it is due to the fact that he's so big that he can just get there and muscle guys yeah. and grab the ball. Um, but he just plays with a different pace. It's just really cool to watch that, um, you know, play out. And yeah, it was, it was cool. It was really cool that he, that he is the one that holds the record and his attitude about it and everything, at least, you know, forward facing is, mm -hmm. um, is really good. You know, it's really cool. And also, I can see like my pizza getting slowly away from me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you look at the last 12 games for the Thunder, which I think he's only played in nine of those because of COVID. Yeah. He is shooting 36% on four attempts per game. Yeah. And both are perfect numbers. Three. Yeah. That's, because that's, that's the sixth most per game for all rookies. In that, yeah. time, in that time span. It seems like a number where you can clearly see that he's not abusing it. Yeah. But he's taking them. There's I no, like that number. Yeah. I, I was discussing this with John this morning. And I said, well, this is a great number for him. Yeah. This season. Because you don't want him to take like eight or nine. Yeah. But four with like between 32 and 35%. It's a perfectly fine number to have as sure. a rookie with that size and with all the other things that he that he can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he's been quite impressive as of late, and the passing, mm -hmm. like the passing, is there. The rebounding is there. 
you you can't help but watch him and just think I would like him to have the ball all the time, please. Oh you yeah, know, is how you is oh. how you feel. Not all the time. Uh, when Trey Mann is on the court, I want him with That's the ball. A separate conversation. Well. That's a completely separate conversation, in my opinion. That's a completely separate conversation. Uh, yeah, Josh has been incredible, and he was really good last night. Yeah, it was that u- that unit, that second unit, that in the third quarter that just pushed everything like in favor of the Thunder was just like, oh wow, like are they going to win this game? Are they actually going to pull this off? Uh, yeah. It it was a uh, it was Trey Mann, Josh Wiggins, Baisley. Who's oh Kenrich? That was the five. Yeah. That was Kenrich, and then for some spots, Boku. That I thought yeah. had a very good game. He's been uh, he's been like unit. mostly fine. He hasn't been yeah. like good, but he's been playable. Yeah, playable and consistent. Like he's yeah. doing not much. But what he's doing is doing quite well, yeah. and and yeah, I mean, even the the, the lineups with uh, Poku, Bays, Kenrich, uh, Wiggins, and Trey Mann were actually very good lineups. Um, really good, yeah. And Trey Mann is just fantastic. Trey, he's just so fun. Trey was really good last night, and yeah. he's making the most of his possessions because he's not getting a ton of shooting possessions out there. Mm-hmm. And he is making the most of them. He can pretty much get whatever shot he wants mm-hmm. um, because he can create space with his dribble. And he's really elusive. And he, he's got... Does he have the best handle on the team? Hmm. Yeah. I think that is... Uh... I mean, I think that's... And it's, it's kind of a... It's a backhanded compliment in some ways because there's not... Like, Shea is good. He's not mm-hmm. like exceptional but he's good um yeah and he's getting better he's gotten a lot better since his first season with the clippers and his first season here in okc um but yeah i I think trey probably has the best handle he's definitely has the best crossover on the team there's no question about that yeah she creates space after he picks up his dribble yeah. Um, whereas three man is yeah. getting space and getting wherever he wants with the dribble. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not good. very important what he does after. And I think both Giddy and, and Shay are guys that are after the pickup. Uh, mostly Shay, but also Giddy is not the guy that really creates space with his own dribble. Yeah. No, Giddy, Giddy does not create space with his dribble. He, he just finds pockets, you know, with his pace. Mm-hmm. And then he can pass, and then he just passes guys open with just yeah. ridiculous vision. You know, he's he's a, he's a special talent. He's he's been really fun. Um, anything else from that game that stuck out to you? I mean, obviously the Trey Man. I mean, the biggest play and the play that should stick out to everybody is the the Trey Man. And I, I like the behind the back pass. Is cool. The fact that he ripped that ball from Nikola Jokic. Oh yeah. I don't know that we could talk about it enough because this is, if you go back and watch anything he did at Florida, I would have given him a 0% chance of ever doing that in the NBA ever. You know, he just didn't play with any sort of like verve or, oh, I don't know. His, his defense just was, just wasn't there. He just didn't play defense at Florida. And yeah. that's been a part of his development here in Oklahoma City is that he has to play defense in order to play. And Mark mm-hmm. even addressed it last night that 
there was a, a game against Dallas where there was an and one possession where Moses Brown took the ball up, grabbed the ball from Trey Mann, took it up, dunked it, and won. And Mark said, I pulled him out of the game and I didn't let him go back in. And like that was the reason why. And Mark pointed out earlier in the game where Shea had a possession where he ripped the ball from somebody. He said he looked over at Trey and said that. Like, you need to do that. And Trey went out and did it. And, you know, it could have been against Bones Highland or anybody else where it would have been like, oh, that's cool. But the fact that it was against Jokic, who is double his size, if not more, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and much stronger, like way, way stronger than Trey is, that he just rips it from him uh, was just fascinating, one. And it was just a really good sign for a guy like Trey. And like, there's there's still a lot of story to be written on Trey Mann and what he's going to be in the NBA. But it's just like one of those like markers where you're like, okay, like he, he's starting to check different kinds of boxes. You know, he's got the step back, he's got the floaters, like all those things, like that's cool. But if you don't play defense, you're not going to make it. Because like he's a good scorer. Is he going to be an elite scorer? I mean, it's not impossible mm-hmm. that he's an elite scorer. Is it likely? No, it's unlikely. You know, elite scores are usually taken a lot higher than this. And so, but if he can be a contributor off the bench who does stuff like that, and then the passing too was not something that, yeah. that I saw a ton of at Florida. I think it's definitely in his bag, but he was. Like not not just the behind the back pass, but he had had just a really nice performance last night with regards to just handling the ball, playing the right way. He attacked a closeout yeah. when he needed to. He took other shots when he needed to, but he passed when he needed to as well. Man, I was just blown yes. away. I was blown away by his performance. Yeah, me too. And I mean, the fact that he's not just the the steal, which is loud defensive play um but the fact that he was there and he was not yeah. embarrassed by anyone um i think that uh his off-ball defense was okay not great but but hey uh off-ball defense is hard extremely hard yeah. uh, and it is competing with his body which is something that as you mentioned it was not there at florida i mean with college guys you never know uh, you never know why. Uh, sometimes is hey this guy just doesn't care or sometimes is the coach says hey I need to get to. I need you to stay away from contacts as much as possible. Or there are guys that uh, just want to preserve themselves because, hey, putting your body at risk at every single possession, it's uh, it's hard. Yeah. So there are many, many things. Uh, when you're a college player, your entire uh, life and career may depend on your scoring average way more. Than your defense it's sure. just a reality yeah. i mean trey man was drafted period and, and and when you have millions on the line mm-hmm. it's I, I i don't want to to judge anyone in college for that uh when they're paid if in the future they are paid well that's a different story but until then i mean uh, they have a pretty strong case um but that said the way in which he's competing right now is extremely interesting to me and and the offense is just it, it is just fun uh, to watch. Yeah. The, the three that he, the first three that he had was just wow. So, okay, that is a shooter. Yeah. That guy is a shooter. I can really shoot it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just smooth. I mean, it's 
you know, sometimes when you watch basketball, it feels right. And Trey Mann, when he plays basketball, it feels right. Yeah, I agree with that. I like that. Uh, he's He's got a long ways to go, but he's showing the right signs so far. Yes. Um, I mean, it's funny. Like, we're talking about a guy who... T- scored seven points on seven shots last night. It's like, wow, this is so incredible. But I, I just like to see, just give me one night during this, this tank season of him scoring, you know, taking 20 shots. Like, just give me one, please. Yeah. I'll take yeah. one. Yeah, and Wiggins is another guy that I feel every single night, no matter how many shots he takes, no matter how minutes he plays or with whom he plays his minutes, he's contributing. He's making winning plays. He's yeah. running the floor hard. Mm-hmm. He's competing on defense. He is not wasting any possessions. I mean, these should count for something. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean that Andrew Wiggins is a guy that necessarily uh, will be like a scoring guy uh, or a guy that um, but maybe he can score. is a... You know, he's, he can score, Yeah, but he doesn't need to score. Yeah, That is important. He doesn't need the ball. He can yeah. take shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He manufactures shots at the rim because of his movement yeah. that is something that they he really doesn't like. use the possession yeah so he, i mean yeah. i i'm a big aaron wiggins guy i i think that i i'm i need a little bit more time before i give him guy status in in mm-hmm. this league but i'm really getting close because the defense is there the cutting is there the three-point shot like i don't have a ton of issue with it and he just makes the right plays. I mean, last night it is night, a bit flat, the three-point shot, but it's fixable. Yeah, I'm not. I just, I just am not concerned about it. He's not. He doesn't have like some crazy hitch in his shot. Like he's not Andre or anything like that. No, you know. No, come on. No. I'm just saying, like he can. I think he'll be able to shoot it at the NBA level. I mean, we're. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many games has he played. Like 17 or something like that. Like he's. I 21. Got, I mean, you look at him and be like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like, I get what the Aaron Wiggins thing is, and I'm in. Like, I think he's good. I think he helps. You know, he's a wing off the bench. And, you know, I don't think they would use Aaron Wiggins as, like, a reason that you could trade Kenrich, but, you know, it's nice. I thought thought you you were saying it's a reason to trade Dort. (laughs) Talk about that in a minute. Um, But I do think that it opens, it, it makes it, the thought, a little bit easier. You know, mm-hmm. I think that if I think you should pull the lever and trade Kenrich anyways, um, plus nine last night, you know, in a four point game, so helpful to that second unit, just making it work, just helping it, yeah. everybody be in the right spot, the defense he plays, the passing. I mean, it's everything. And I get no indication though that I I think the lever should be pulled. However. I would I'd be a little surprised if it did happen. Um, well, if, you, if you're worried about his contribution to the second unit, just start the guy and see what happens. Maybe <laughs> putting him in a starting unit with uh, Favors and JRE will completely destroy the magic. <laughs> and you can keep him and not having the all the side effects of him being great with the second unit. Yeah, you could. You could do that. Um, Kenrich is just so beloved. I. Yeah. I I do think that, and I and I have, I have no indication that Kenrich wants to be traded, which is also part of you know the story there. That I I, I think that Kenrich likes it here, and 
I think that if it were his choice, he would just stay. So we'll, we'll see how much that decision is ba- based on any of those things. Like, like I mean, just because you like some place and everybody likes you doesn't mean that you're not going to get traded. Um, yeah. But also, it is a factor. So we'll see. We'll see where all that, you know, lands with, with Kenrich down the line. Uh, all right, you've got some concerns, Michele, about Shea and Dort. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give you. Let's let's take a quick break, and then I'm gonna let you just air it out a little bit. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it was time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back from that quick break. Uh, And it's time, Michele. Let us have it. I'm concerned from, because of two main points. One, Dort's defense and need of possessions and offense, which is two things. I apologize. Um, and with Shea, I'm just extremely worried about the fact that he is starting to be overall inefficient. It's not just that he's not hitting shots at the, uh, from three. It is more like the process. Um, it seems that similarly at the beginning of last year, he's playing at his own pace uh, for too many possessions without, like, the team plays a possession with Giddy, the ball moves fast, everything is on the move, everyone is on the move, and then boom, you have a good shot. And then Shea takes the ball. And either he creates something very good for others, or it's just, hey, it's me, I'm going to take this. And, and and get a layup or sidestep three. I'm concerned. I'm concerned about that. I'm mostly, I, I'm more concerned about Dort. And if you listen to the Thunder After Dark, uh, you know why. I mean, it's very complicated for me to evaluate a guy that is not not any, not any an elite defensive player, I would say, uh, because of the off-ball stuff and the fact that he's not the same player that he was like last year in terms of aggressiveness. Sure. And an offense is not is not efficient. Like he needs a ton of possessions to create points. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I I, th- I just think that 
so many of these possessions are just so difficult. And I'm not ready to like downgrade or I don't know, penalize, or I don't even know what you'd call it, but just the difficulty, I don't know, man. I, I just I just think that I, I would before I evaluate really anybody on that first unit, I just would like to see them with some kind of shooting. Like somebody. Just give me one other guy. But that is the issue. I can shoot. That is the main issue. You have three guys in the starting unit that you want to to bring along yeah. for the good run. Yeah. That are questionable shooters at best. Yeah. And that is an issue. That's why it Dort is. is an issue. Because if he takes three trees, four trees, and make 32%, mm-hmm. then... Okay, not not ideal, but okay. Dort will take eight trees. Yeah, and that to and he needs those trees. Like that. Well, to the me, ball just finds him because the ball finds the open man. Like it finds the, the man that the defense want to be founded. Exactly, exactly. And they but still the, want Dort to take those shots. Exactly. Yeah. And so my question is: Hey, put there Kenrich, who doesn't take nine shots per game from three. He may take four, and the defense is a little bit more attentive to him. What happens? Who like what happens with OKC if you just flip flop Kenrich's minutes uh, with Dorts? Like, yeah, <sighs> is it is it worse? Especially if you have like another. But like, why? We all like, know. Why? Why now though? Like what's the not now in general? Like it is a question that I think you need to ask yourself before committing to Dort. Yeah. Because what is the value in replacing Dort with a guy like Henrich Williams, which is an average NBA player who is worth two second round picks? What is the downside of having a guy mean. like that what instead of Dort? What to say about Kenrich? Sorry? I said you're just being mean to my guy Kenrich? No, I mean, this is the, the common, like, everyone will offer two seconds for Kenrich. This is more... Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Suppose that you, that you use him as a starter. What mm-hmm. happens? Is OKC worse? Uh no. Probably not. I'm 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 getting in that direction. Yeah. No, I understand. Uh, some of me is just like, I don't know, these guys are still really young and they're supposed to oh, lose, yeah. they're supposed to sure. lose games. This is supposed to be difficult. You know, their the start the starting command. lineup is like is it's gotta be the youngest starting lineup in the NBA. You know? Sure. Especially the when, point it's, is- when it's J R E and not Dort. And not yeah. giant Dort, you know. Yeah. Like I don't know. But you have to commit to Dort. That is the issue to me. You don't the have main to. Issue you don't have to right away. I know. You can wait. Like you have another season. Yes. And they will likely take another season. Like I don't think they're gonna give him money this summer. No, me me neither. So I don't know. Like I get it. Like I totally get it. And if we wake up tomorrow and they have traded Lou Dort. I would not be shocked by that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you need to get something quite significant in return, though. Like, I just don't think you trade him just to trade him. Because he's shown that like, at as a... I mean, he was a starter on a playoff team that defensively, like they're not in that series without him. And yes, I agree but that is extremely hard and specific. 
I grew to that conclusion after I really pay attention. After yeah. I, I'm, I, I, comp- I'm. But do you not give it like? Does he get? I mean, he's not cement. I, I mean, this is like very Sam Presti. Like the cement isn't dry on who Lou Dort is as an NBA player. You know, I mean, by the time he's 27, let's say he becomes a, a better off-ball defender, which he should. Like he should get better. He should get better. You know, mm-hmm. and perhaps he's never going to be a great three-point shooter. But let's say that they do get a Jabari Smith or whoever, and you do have a great three-point shooter, and then Shea's efficiency ratchets back up next season. Like, are you and, and Giddy is whatever Giddy is? I don't care. Throw that out. Like, then are you still in like this horrible position? Like, I just feel like some of it it's like a prisoner of the moment type no. of discussion. I really thought this this true, and uh, if you count the shots. The possession are there. I don't want the possession to be there. That is my my deep issue yeah. with, with, with Ludort's game. The fact that even in the series that OKC almost won, yeah, he took way too many shots. He, way too. What many. do you What do you want him to do? What would you? I I think I'll say this that there's like this continuum. On one end, it's Robertson, where it's he has nightmares about taking field goals mm-hmm. in a basketball game. And then on the other end, it's Lou where it's like, I'll just take it. I don't care. I'm it's he, you know, I, Mark describes it as he gets lost in the game, which means he's not thinking. He's not thinking yeah. about his actions. He's just out there. He's just doing. And I think that I would much rather have that than anything else. I think I think that would would definitely I would rather have that yeah. and give him time to refine his skills. I just I don't know. I I understand there's a there's fit issues certainly. But also like Lou is good. Like Lou's a contributor on an NBA team. Like I like if we if you go to the playoffs, I think that Lou helps you. But again, suppose that you are in the final minutes of the playoffs and you don't have Harden on the other side of the court. Do you really want Lou Dort on the court? And to me, the answer is, if, if the alternative, take the well, alternative. Who are you, I mean, I mean who, who Take Kenridge. Just Kenridge. I don't know. I sat and watched Lou Dort 10 feet in front of me steal the ball from De'Aaron Fox and drive Another down. Harden-specific guy. No There's shooting. a lot of those kind of guys in the league. No, no, not a lot. No, count them. There are way more shooting guards that actually move around and shoot the basketball, and that to me is the issue. But you don't it think is he can the main get better? Issue I have you don't think Dort. he can get better? I mean, how old is he? 20? He's getting worse. That is my issue. <laughs> but I'm. But this is where like the the Sam Presti like progress isn't linear conversation comes in. Like guys don't just like get better or get worse. You know, like I I mm-hmm. totally get where you're at with him today, and part of me just doesn't care like about these games today that much. Like I just, as as long as they're losing and moving toward the goal of adding another high-end talent, I just, specifically about stuff like that, I just, I can't bring myself to care that much about those kind of things. Like I do. I, I agree. I, I agree I, with the sentiment. I completely do. Yeah. But the point is, what if, 
like I know that progress is not linear. And I I agree that you don't have to sell away the for nothing. Yeah. It's not what I'm suggesting. I, I really value the guy right now. And I think that there is rumor, there is um, a value for him in the league. The point is, yes, progress is not linear. Yeah. But what if you have a very good offer now mm-hmm. that trumps his future value? You have to think in those. Oh, I think about um, it. What's the, what's the deal though? Like, give me. No, I have no idea. We got. Well, we uh, got to come no up idea. with something. Like, who who needs Dort? Would be the question. Like, what team no, needs Lillard? Dort? Needs Dort. The the problem is the Blazers need so much more than Dort. Like, Dort's not going to solve. Yeah, but he's a good starting starting point. Okay, well, th- they don't have much to give. Like, I don't want Picks. Anthony Simons. Picks. Oh, a good what? pick. By the way, I, I, I thought just about the, the most crazy trade, and I want... They, they don't have their 22, so... Yeah, yeah, later, later, who cares? Um, I, want, I would kind of want one sooner. I don't know. With Portland? Yeah, I just don't think they're very good. I don't know. Yeah, that's what, that's why you need twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four. I don't. Can they? I don't know. They can trade twenty three. Can they? Well, anyway, don't focus on the details. Oh, I'm focused. Um, I'm I'm lasered. <laughs> but I have a crazier trade to propose, which yeah. I, I'm I'm getting kicked out of the pod. Okay, what is it? Can I? Yeah. Okay. Suppose that you want to trade Shay. For some reason. Okay. How many first round picks do you need to trade for Ben Simmons and get the Aussie together? Three? For Ben? No. Get out of town, man. No. <laughs> ben Simmons Why? Is not, this, you think Ben Simmons is going to play here? You got another thing coming, man. There's no I way. know. There's but no just way. suppose that you are in this ideal world. Like we're in 2 Where he says, yeah. where he says, okay. I'm playing. And I'll play for Oklahoma City. Yeah. Can I tell him, can you play next year for Oklahoma City? Can you just chill and then play next year? Um, I said, I said, how many picks? You should give me a number. It has to be. There is a number for everyone. Four unprotected picks. Four. That is high. Yeah. I just, I also just can't think rationally about Ben Simmons actually playing basketball with a Thunder uniform on. I can't do it. I don't think it's mm-hmm. real. I don't think it's real at all. You don't think that that would... I mean, to me, Simmons is extremely maligned. Mm-hmm. And maybe rightfully so. But as a basketball player, I mean, he's, so, that is too much. There are so many players that are worse, way worse than him. Yeah, like he was an All NBA player. Shea, Shea will not not be an All NBA guy for the next two or three years. I don't know. I don't know that we know that. But also, like not, we're, not we're sitting year. here. Part of the reason we're sitting here having any of these conversations right now is because of the lack of shooting, and we want to bring Ben Simmons onto this team. Thanks yeah, but Josh this Gale. is another. Con- con- this is a completely different concept for me. Yeah, it's it's, it's just a- having the most unselfish and ball moving team. And yeah. compliment Giddy and Simmons with just shooting, like nothing else. Uh, it's just too much. No, get at it. I'm, I'm just, okay. I'm just out. 
I just you're not you're not even interested in having two of the most gifted passer in the league playing together. Not even a smidge. LeBron. No, no, no. Yes. Okay. Okay. The 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 young. You're talking about a Rubio. You're talking about Rub- a Rubio trade. <laughs> no, I mean, Lamelo. No, I, I know, I know, I know that it's that it's not something that I want to do. But it was just. Uh, yeah. I was listening to Van Gandhi saying saying that Simmons is like is improperly valued in terms of basketball. I agree. I totally agree with that. He's just. The dude is not playing basketball in Philadelphia right now. And that's it's weird. Like it's straight yes. up weird. And yeah. do you I do not want to invite that weirdness onto this team. There's just no way. I mean the guy he's dated Kardashians, he's you know there's just no So this Booker. Just like so did Booker. What is straight like, up no. What, what is the problem? Is the same Kardashian, by the way, or another one? Dude, I don't remember. I could not tell you. I could could not. <laughs> we should ask tell Luke. You. Yeah, it's probably the same. I think it's the same. It's probably the same. I'm just I'm just. Can someone just in no the chat way. tell us that is if is if she's the same or not? We we really yeah, need to know. Let us know in the chat. Yeah, I'm I'm out on that. Completely out on that. There's just uh, suppose that you don't know anything about Ben Simmons' personal life and you just have the player. We're not talking anything real now. I'm just thinking, like. A guy that yes, it doesn't doesn't shoot the basketball, but he's great defensively, an awesome passing and great rebounder. And you have two of them. Yeah. Um, can you like can you win basketball games if you have elite shooters around them? Yeah, but I mean, it's just that is way easier said than done. Because like sure, like not only do you have to get elite shooters, like you have to have guys that can also play defense. I mean, you look at the I mean, just look at the Hawks right now. Like they put a ton of shooting on that team. And they have guys that are just like one-way guys on the team, yeah. and now they're 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 screwed. They're to the point where Travis Schlenk is on, you know, NBA radio, local radio in Atlanta, saying that he wishes he didn't bring everybody back. You know, there is that is a team where Dort make extremely make like make total sense. Okay, well, what's the trade there? Oh, they have a many, many guys to trade to AKC. I know. Come on, it's well, it's the I'm easiest. You can let's touch, let's just talk it through. Let's talk it through. Um, who do you prefer as a young guy? Um, Herder. Hmm. Or Reddish. Herder. Or Reddish. <laughs> Why? What is everybody's fascination with Cam Reddish? Uh, okay. I don't know the fact that he has an actual NBA body. Yeah, that's Compared it, to, right? Like the dude herder. hasn't done anything in the NBA. I know. I mean, it it kind of drives me crazy the amount of times that Cam Reddish is mentioned on Twitter. Like it's it's kind of nuts. Honestly. It is. Because it is. he's like if you would take him over Kevin Herter, then it's just I don't know. And I'm somebody who loves draft picks and like I love theoretical stuff, but Cam Reddish is like mostly just a theoretical person, and like I'm not trading Lou Dort for Cam Reddish. Like, get out! Not straight up. Get can out you, can you get something else? I don't care what the other stuff is. Like, I don't want to trade good pl- good player that I know can play in the playoffs for player that who knows. Like, I'm not. I just wouldn't do that. I see. You know what I mean? Would, yeah. Would you do it for a Herder? 
Yeah, I think I would do it for. I think I might do it for Herder. Yeah, because then we're talking like somebody that can actually shoot the ball. What if it's uh, Reddish and uh, Congo? They're not doing that. Well, you can sweeten the pill if you need to. I'm not sweetening anything. I'm giving up Lou Dort. I'm not doing an extremely that. inefficient player that was a good player once upon a time. Defensive. Why are you talking like he's not? I, I just. Why are you thinking that this is his the rest of his career? Like he's just defined. Well, I'm it's so, been bad for this le- this no, stretch. No, you're so right. Just, you're right. Sucks you're now. Right. Like this I'll is, stop. I'll stop. Also, I'll like stop. The, there's like there's like a huge human element story happening in this NBA season. I know. You know that is largely ignored because like we frankly just want to ignore it because we're so sick of dealing with it in our personal lives on the news on everything i mean it's just like the covid stuff just just it's too diff it's just you can't escape it and so like you you turn to the nba and you're like i'm i hope to escape it but you can't because of health and safety protocols and all like there's just so much going on in this season where i'm just there's just 10 percent of it where i'm just like of me just like i i I take nothing away from a lot of this season, you know, because yeah. it is, it is screwed. No. Like this season is screwed up. Like they don't have the, not only did they not have Mark, but they didn't have a huge chunk of their coaching staff for like an extended period of time, you know? And like, how, what is the workouts? What are the workout situations look like? What does film look like? What is, you know, I just feel like there's just, there's a, there's a lot in there, like, but Kevin Herter, somebody, I don't know if they'd be willing to trade Kevin Herter. He, has, he's got the, his big extension already, but he's a guy that sh- shoots 37% from three, mm-hmm. five attempts for his career. He's he's big. He's only 23. You know, that kind of swap would make some sense between those two teams. Um, and then also, like, what can... And, and part of it is, like, what can the Thunder do to help alleviate salary issues that the Hawks have? When we're talking about, like, a a legit deal that makes sense. And I don't even know if they'd be willing to give up Kevin Herter. He was super good for them in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, it, but I like the fit. Uh, no, uh, I mean, the Reds, to be, to be completely fair, um, and, and now a little bit more serious, um, I think that the COVID stuff is, is so, like, it, it, it impacts the work of everyone. Everybody. Like we we tend to stay at distance from colleagues, mm-hmm. uh, we tend not to share the meeting room, like all this stuff. Um, you, even if you you know that it's maybe not everything is necessary, you you are like all your senses are sharp. You you, you it's difficult. And imagine like playing a contact sport. Uh, I I used to play basketball like every two days, uh, like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and now I, I can't even think. I just run. I mean, alone because you are afraid of everything. So, it's it's difficult, and and this can impact a lot of things. Uh, so, um, on a more serious note, I I'm not out on Ludort, but I think that the issues that him and, and Shay are showing are concerning issues, uh, and I think that um, we need to be alert and and, and look how they handle those stuff. For example, we were very um, vocal about the lack of free throws at the beginning of the season for Shea, mm-hmm. and he corrected that. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe this is something that Shea can correct, the fact that he can now get to the free throw line, and maybe yeah. Mark will help him quite a bit uh, with the lineups. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, but Shea these was, are problems, Shea like real like, problems. Yeah, Shea was super short 
on a lot of his shots last night, especially yeah. like his mid range yeah. stuff. And so like, I just, I don't, I don't know what he's dealing with, but it, he didn't yeah. look right. Like totally right to me last night. Um, no, it's same here. But with Lou, like, again, don't, even if you, if you think that the on ball defense is exactly the same as two years ago, I don't think that, but let's assume it's that. I mean, I kind of hoped to see a little bit more of an improvement in terms of uh, consistency. Like last year, he out of the gate, he was mm-hmm. incredible. This year, again, like the shooting uh, at the rim was fantastic, superb. And it seems that it goes away. Um, yeah. Oh, you just went away, Michele. Totally went away. Yeah, I I totally understand. I get it. There And I just, there's just a part of me that just refuses to be concerned about stuff like this. Now, long-term, are there fit issues with Dort and Shea and Giddy? Yeah, definitely. And that's why, like, there's the, here's the trade I came up with in the trade machine. Um, it's, and it's a hilarious trade in my in my mind because it's uh, Lou Dort and Giant Dort for Herder and Gallinari. And you, Can you do it? Yeah. You take on a ton of... I mean, you basically help yourself get to the salary floor too as a part mm-hmm. of this deal. And you save the Hawks a boatload of money. Mm-hmm. You give them you know, at least one good rotation piece that can start for them. That's mm-hmm. a really nice player to have next to Trey Young. And you still get to keep Cam Reddish. I know like the Hawks fans are really attached to him and they hope that he develops, yada, yada. Cool. Keep him. Do whatever you want with him. And, like, and then you have to figure out what you're going to do with Lou, but at least you're saving a ton of money and you know, consolidating in some way. Yeah, that's not a bad trade. Um, before my connection really uh, tried to shut me down, um, I was saying I have a sort point on on guys that you think they can develop and you want to help, and then and then they 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 plateaued. Like Steven, how many years we spent saying, "Hey, it's it's still early. It's still the second year of his of his second deal." We have to wait. We have to wait. We have to wait. How much of that was due to injuries? I know, I know, but with with guys that that play like Ludort, I'm not sure that this is not wear and tear. Like, yeah. again, it's early, but I'm not saying let's get out, let's get Dort out of the out of the, of the team because it's not needed. I, I in, in uh, our group chat, I even said, hey, there is no rush. There is the draft in in five months. If someone wants to take Ludort. And you have a chance to trade up, maybe, but it has to be a, a good deal. But in the back of my mind, you know, I, I start thinking, okay, but let's not be too attached to Ludort or to Shea. Yeah. Well, I, I think Shea, I think Shea's a, a. You can't just tack on and Shea. Sorry. You no, can't. no, no. And in, in the same with Shea, but yeah. on a totally different deal. I mean, Shea has proven to be like that he can be yeah. a lead guard. Yeah. on a very very good team and, and and that he can be he can do like crazy stuff so yeah. he is totally on another level yeah but even with him and with everyone here if you're not convinced that you have an a1 guy anybody should be discussed and scrutinized 
to the highest degree possible because you really want you don't have time to screw up in OKC. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. I find the Shea conversation to be really difficult because I don't know what the trade is. And then oh, the, there's no trade the, now. And then you trade him, and then you're immediately trying to look for a guy that's as good or better than him. So, Better. Better. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, you're looking for, Yeah, but the odds of... I mean, it's, it's really difficult to find somebody that's better than Shea. He's really good. It, I think, he is. I think that the last few weeks, you know... Like he's had some incredible games. I just, I don't know. This season, I just can't, part of me just won't allow this season to cloud my judgment on the kind of player that he is because no, I'm I, don't th- I don't think that he's like as efficient as he was last year, but I don't think he's as inefficient as he's been this year. I think he's somewhere in the middle, which is like... But aren't you at I don't least know. a bit scared about the fact that he and Giddy are not playing together? I, like most of the time. Or, is the, or it is too it's, early for it's that. Too, uh, to me, it's just way too early. We're talking about a 19-year-old. But he's the guy that is playing well. <laughs> Sometimes. There's been times that he hasn't. No, I mean, not well, but... <sighs> I think that Giddy is, tr- is playing more in a team-friendly concept than Shea. Yeah. That is that is the concern that I have. And, and that they... It's early. I, I understand that it's, it's early. early. And, 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 I, and it's, it's difficult, too, because Shea did thrive in a team-friendly concept with that Chris Paul team. Exactly. So I, I've seen it happen. So I'm just... I don't know. I'm just... I'm not... I'm just not very concerned about Shea okay. and Giddy long-term. I think that they can figure it out. I think that they... I just would like to give them more time because I have seen it. it this isn't like necessarily like a Katie Russell Westbrook situation where it's always going to be your turn, my turn, you know? But I've seen Shea thrive in a, you know, team-friendly offense. And, you know, last year was different and this year is different and... Honestly, like, let's. I, I really would love to see where they end up in the lottery, you know, mm-hmm. and, and see who they get in this next draft and see what that looks like before. Because I, if they drafted somebody like a Jabari Smith, like, he could unlock everything for these guys. You know, you get, yeah, you get like a total knockdown shooter that like teams are petrified when he gets the ball. Yeah. It unlocks everything and maybe they get that guy in some other way through the draft i just i don't know i just can't i just can't go there yet with shay give me give me two more minutes and then i i'll i'll stop and and, and please understand that this is not negativity um i'm not being negative here i'm being curious mostly look at shay and, and muscala yeah they play great basketball together they have chemistry yeah it's it's there you can see that and and think about all the great pairings uh you, you see them working from early mm-hmm. i just don't see that with like how many shots did Gideon and shay create for each other not many it is weird like why shay is never available when giddy is on ball why the coaching staff is not drawing something to 
get Shay an open spot up shooting opportunity when Giddy does something with the ball. Mm-hmm. These are these are the things that I'm most concerned with. Like, is Shay shutting them down? Does he want to be the guy? Like, I don't know, but something is off. And, and, and maybe it's just off because they it takes a while for them to learn how to play together. And by March next year, we'll we'll say, like, Mickey, you are you were crazy a year ago. The the fit isn't seamless and like I total like I'm totally fine with that, but it, the talent level for both those guys is like so absurd that you just have to like you have to be able to figure it out. Like you have to try to mm-hmm. figure it out before you you know, just say it doesn't work. You know, that's that's where sure. I'm at with it. I don't and also there's also the the fact that the team the hope for this team is to add another really big piece mm-hmm. to the squad. Like that's the plan is to add another piece that will that should change the way we think about this team. Like Josh Giddy has changed the way we think about this team. Like that's great. They're hoping to add another player in this in this coming summer that changes the way that we think about this team. And so and it could change it, it could even amplify like if they drafted Paulo, it could amplify the fact that they can't play together very well. And then maybe you do need to make some kind of trade, mm-hmm. you know, or you could add, add somebody that unlocks everything for them. And it's like, Oh, like I, here's how he fits here and he can run this. And here's Shay's now available for this. You know, there's, we just don't know, but like this team is like, I don't know. It's like driving a car down the road with three wheels. You know, like, of course it doesn't work. Like, it's not supposed is it, to. Is it a Ferrari, though? Uh, it's a Hyundai. It's not supposed to work. It's not supposed to, like, that's, and that's also the thing about it where I'm, where I'm just a little, like, I, I can definitely entertain the Dork conversation to a degree. But, like, mm-hmm. I can't entertain any other conversation because, like, this isn't supposed to work. The fact that it has worked as many times as it has is a miracle because the design is so that it doesn't work, you know? Like, they're not supposed to have been even as good as they have been. Like, that's just, it's not, we're not supposed to be here. Like, we're not supposed to be talking about anything but, like, young guys and how they look and yada yada. You know, they're at the fourth spot. I still maintain, I think that's where they'll be by season's end, is at the Mm -hmm. fourth spot. Man, by the way, getting those two Wolves losses, I know they looked bad. I know that people felt bad after them. Great losses. Great job, Thunder. <laughs> like, that was good. Those were scary no. games. Really scary games on the schedule. Yeah, yeah. Those, like, a bit better in the second game would have been... <laughs> the fact that you get both of those me. losses, very, very good. That's very yeah. good. Because when we talk about like, strength of schedule and stuff like that, like, that's a soft part of the schedule. You know, the Thunder yeah. are probably supposed to win one of those. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't is very good. And if they can just sit at this fourth spot and not let New Orleans or Indy or Sacramento or Portland or whoever jump them, they can stay there. You know, they're, you know, they're three games back at Houston. Is it impossible to get there? It's not impossible. It's unlikely, but it's possible that they get to the third spot. Like, they just need to have the, the best odds possible for them for the rest of the season like that's you know that's part of this and the fact that they have so many young guys that are intriguing is great because you look 
at Detroit. Like Detroit doesn't really have anybody. Like they've got yeah. Like that's like like who are they developing up there? Like there's not there's a lot of disappointment with the roster that yep. they have. It's Cade. Like who else? Like who else are you interested in? Hami. No. Like he's he's played well. Sadiq Sadiq Bay has had a like a bit. A I, I'm interested, but he has not had a very good season. No, I know. I know. And hey, maybe the solution is that the reason why Shea and Dort are playing like that is that they are tanking the season because they want shooting. <laughs> they've I mean, been watching, two of the shots that been watching a lot last, of Auburn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Two of the shots that Shea missed, I said, how? Yeah. Like, how? Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will take some Twitter questions. All right. We're back. I had many more things on here. I wanted to talk a little bit about the trade that the the Thunder acquired Mia Oni from the Jazz, waived him, had to wave uh, Gabby Deck in order to create the spot to trade for Oni, and... Deck is gone. It just ends a weird saga, you know, in the mm-hmm. in the history of the Thunder. Just uh, you know, some strangeness that that happened around Deck. The fact that he just didn't play at all it wasn't like crazy weird, but it was weird, you know. Yeah. Especially when it got down to time where they were playing replacement guys before him. Like that's weird. Yeah. Like that's like what's well, like that's. That that is a little inexplicable, a little strange to me. Um, the fact that he had a big contract, like some people question, like why did he have a big contract? Well, they had to get the salary for somehow. Also, he had to pay a massive buyout in order to come play in Oklahoma City, and so yeah, if they gave him like a minimum deal, he would have come here to be poor basically because all that money was going to yeah. go. Um, yeah, not that he had many options in Europe because of the way in which ACB works with yeah. rights and stuff like that. Yeah. But surely, I mean, you, you, you're better staying in, in Madrid if the alternative is getting like no money in, in Oklahoma with all yeah. respect to OKC. I mean, right. uh, it's just, hey. And, and maybe he uh, just wanted to try and, you know, the Thunder were only probably going to offer for that specific contract a big non-guarantee. Mm-hmm. which basically means, hey, you're going to get cut, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, that's what, like, a contract that big means. I think that he had the second biggest non-guaranteed contract in the NBA. Um, mm-hmm. I think Chris Boucher is the only other one that has a bigger non-guaranteed contract. But his he's maybe fully guaranteed, though, but it's like $7 million. Um, nobody else has that big of a completely non-guaranteed contract. Um so, uh, overall, weird saga. Wish the best for Gabby Deck. Hope that he can get back to success in Europe. Um, yeah, he's not a bad player. He, I, I think, honestly, if this team were trying to win games, mm-hmm. he would probably play in Poku, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, you know, it's... He came to a team that had different goals, and I think they got a look at him, and for whatever reason, it didn't work out. So um, that's that. Uh, let's answer a few Twitter questions. This is from at our guy, Ben Elephant King. 
He wants to know, would you lock in Oklahoma City and the Clippers' current draft positions if you could, or would you let it play out? So today, the Thunder would get the fourth pick and the 13th pick in the draft. Would you lock it in? Yep. You're locking it in. I think there is no upside. Huh? I don't think there is any upside in letting it go. Chances to go to three or that the Clippers... To me, like the most important thing is that I mean, you there get is upside. Picks. There is upside in the lottery, but go ahead. Yeah. No. Yes. Um, like the Clippers can go a little bit below, but for OKC to get lower, I'm not sure. I trust that. Yeah. So you may have four and ten, but the risk of having five and thirteen, or five and sixteen, to me is much higher. Or seven. And yeah, seven and fourteen. Yeah, you're also looking in on a miserable second half of the schedule, but that is another story. If you lock in four and thirteen, yeah, yeah. the The Clippers to like the Kawhi stuff is really interesting because Kawhi's mm-hmm. acting like he's going to come back. I'd be a little surprised if he came back to this to this team, but. You know, I th- I think you're probably right that you just lock it in. You take whoever falls to four, and then you take whoever is at thirteen. But wait, the question is: you lock in the draft, like um, draft positions. Oh, that's, I might do it anyway. I thought the, you, the draft order, like the fact that um, <laughs> no, no, no the not the was, odds. That's this is it. This is what you get. I know. That's why I'm like, I'm a little... No, I, I thought the position, like the position at the end of the season, I would definitely lock it in. The the, oh. uh, the, the, the draft pick. The pick. Let's just say it's the picks. I would probably do it anyway. I think But I, with less enthusiasm. I think I'd let it ride. I see. I'd let it ride... And just live with the consequences. Uh, at MJ Ashton, uh, he says it's draft lottery day. Oklahoma City's pick falls to seven. But the unprotected Clippers pick with a 1.5% chance jumps 11 spots to take the first overall pick. How are you reacting? And who is Oklahoma City drafting at three and seven? I don't know enough, but Jabari Smith seems to be the guy. Yeah, the shooting is is too much to ignore. Um, mm-hmm. I'd heavily consider Chet there as well. Yeah. But you could go Jabari Smith and PBJ and just draft two big-time shooters that are big. Mm-hmm. Give it a whirl. Yeah. That's probably the way that I would lean at this point. Just draft and take shooting would be ideal. Uh, let's see at I'm so dizzy and I'm so dizzy wants to know why isn't Sam trading for young guys, not getting playing time like Detroit with bull bull. I wouldn't worry so much about the bull bull trade. That's, that's the number one thing that I would have to say is that Mm -hmm. bull bull, uh, is likely not an NBA player. Yeah. And, 
the truth is, like, I would like the, for the Thunder to trade for a young big at some point this season. Uh, Bobo's not the guy. <laughs> no. Bobo's not the guy. He's not. I mean, well, it depends. What do you want, Andrew? Uh, if you want to lose games, Bobo is your mm-hmm. guy. He's absolutely your, your guy. Yeah. Because he, he can take 10 threes. He could take 10 threes. I think Kenrich would kill him. I think Mark would. Mark yeah. would never play him. Never. Yeah, that's the issue. Ever, 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 ever play him. Michael Malone wouldn't play him. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's Mark would no not, chance. Mark would not play Bobo. That just no. would, it would not happen. He'd sit on the end of the bench and we would chant Bobo at the end of every game, hoping that he would get to play. Yeah. That's what would happen. And um, we already found our backup big, so I don't know. Who? What? I mean, Baisley was not bad as a center. Yeah, he's fine last night. He'll he'll go back to doing his crossover dance. Yeah, thing. but he's less and less. Haven't you, haven't you noticed that since he's playing as a center, he's doing... If, if they will just play him as center, sure. He was doing that, to, he he was doing that a lot the other night, though. I don't know. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. The Baisley experience is... Unless he is, ba- is unless he is only the backup center, I think it's a little played out. I don't think that he's. He needs I to want be- him and, and Poco to share the front court as much as possible with Trey Man leading the unit. That is my dream. That's a that, that is a uh, that is a a low level dream you're having there, man. That's yeah, a- but I love that. <laughs> I mean, I, I I can see a world in which Basley succeeds as Jeremy Grant for two seasons, and then he goes back to doing other stuff yeah and he's yeah. extremely young extremely he's, young yeah i know i i totally get that it's just i don't know and again if you think hey mickey is extremely hard on dort and shea but he's okay on basely well my expectations on basely are so low that uh, thinking that he can be a backup center mm-hmm. is basically being the eighth slash ninth guy on a on a team that is okay. Yeah. Uh, my expectation for Shea and Dort is lead guards on a very good team. So this is what I would like. I want one and two on, on, on OKC to be great guards. Yeah. And that is the standards that I'm keeping uh, Dort and Shea. So that's yeah. why I'm okay with Basley, basically. Okay. Uh, just just to make sque- like a... Let's see if we can squeeze in two yeah. more questions. Uh, Deluge Data wants to know... Uh, what is Trey Mann's ceiling if Trey develops 10% of Giddy's assist technique and skill uh, skill set? Does that change the equation from draft day from either of you? Yeah. A bit. If he's this guy with a little bit more of consistency, then I can see. And if he is better than Trey Murphy, I would be extremely glad to say I was that wrong yeah I hope to be wrong like I really hope that when I say hey I question what the Thunder are doing I I really hope to be wrong um I just say what I have in my mind because I don't want to be the guy that said that changed the the, the draft board after after the draft I mean I would have done different but Trey man is cool so he is cool uh, who's shooting better from three this season, Trey Mann or Trey Murphy? Um, 
I checked that. Damn you, Andrew. I checked that two weeks ago and it was Murphy, but by a hair. Uh, and he didn't play much. So I would say that uh, Manny is at 40 point something and Murphy is just a hair below 40. Uh, Trey Man, 36%, almost three. Oh, times. really? Yeah. He dropped like a lot. You know what Murphy's shooting? No. 34%. No. Bad. Yeah. And an old Murph dog, that's about all he does. Yes. You know, whereas Trey can do a lot of things. He can get you off the bounce, which is really nice. Uh, okay. His ceiling is a starting level two guard. Um, well, he, it's a, like a 2% chance that he's a starting level two guard. But I think the mm-hmm. the vision for him on this team is that he's your scorer off the bench. He's the, you know, Reggie Jackson of this era. You know, is there anything that could that could lead you to think that in the future Dort is the guy that comes off the bench and plays the bully role in three men, space the floor for? He's got to be way, like he's he's had flashes defensively. He's got to be way better. He's got to get way stronger. Not today, not today. Imagine that you draft Chet and another quite good, and you get a quite good guy at the four, so that you have two elite defenders. Um, I wouldn't um, be surprised. He can really shoot it off the catch. Yeah, like he that's can, he can really really shoot it off the catch, and. That's a that's a huge deal for this team. Yeah, I could see it certainly. Yeah, I can definitely see it. That may be a way to, because I think that Giddy, Man, and Shay have the chance to to work better. And, and Dort can be the, a difference maker from the bench as well. Yeah, on one end, yes. On the offensive end, yes. Um. But we won't see that this year. I think so too. So, but I would like to see a stretch where that happens because of other reasons. Agreed. Agreed. I just want to see more Trey Man. Period. Yep. Uh, last question at Ham Solens wants to know: How long is it before Wiggins' contract gets converted to a full-time NBA contract? And would it most likely be something similar to what Dort signed? Uh, definitely will be similar to what Dort signed. It's becoming the Presti special for these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be a low-level contract, lots of partial and non-guarantees within that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it'll happen after the trade deadline, which is in one month, one month from today, NBA trade deadline. It's uh, February 10th. It's a Thursday. So uh, get ready for that. I would guess the Thunder will make some moves. The Thunder still have a ton of cap space. I have to get to... The, the salary floor some way. My guess is that they will get there some way this year. I mm-hmm. don't. I mean, they were so intent on not paying that out to their players. Is my guess is that they will find some way to to make that happen. So I think there will be some action for for Thunder fans, whether that just be acquiring a big fat Danilo Gallinari contract and a and a second round pick or a first round pick with that. Like who knows? Like I don't know what it'll be. Um, 
but I think something will happen. So it should be very interesting. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for for listening. Uh, I missed doing the podcast. Missed uh, talking to Michele. And uh, I'm glad to be back. And we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday.